The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Today's love is being studied which is actually uh, two lines before they get white. Let's review the sugya that we're in now just to get the uh, uh, background in order that we can jump into this piece over here. Basically, there was a story of uh, the mother, the mother of Shemuel, Rab Shemuel Bar Abba, Magronia. So, anyway, she was married already uh, previously uh, to her first husband, and she got, uh, uh, her husband died, and she, she, she remarried. Uh, so what she did was, she, when she was still alive, she gifted her, her, Nechsemilog, uh, Nechsemilog's properties that she owns the perot, she owns the, the goof, she owns the karka, and the husband owns the perot. Anyway, she gifted it to her son from the first marriage. And uh, the son went to the rabbi to bid him and he said, it's a done deal, no problem. Which means, once she dies, it goes to the son. And the husband has no right to, to take it out. They went to Shemuel, Shemuel said, no, that's not, that's not the halakha. Uh, she has no right to, uh, uh, to, um, to, to give it out. So the Gevara says, what do you want from me? I have, I have a Mishnah to support me. Let's review that Mishnah. The Mishnah basically said that uh, you have a, a father... The father has property. He gives his son uh, a property when he's alive. Which means he's giving the son the goof, and he's keeping for himself perot. Once the father dies, the perot go to the son as well. Uh, subsequently, the son sold the property. When the father was still alive, the son sold the property to a lokayah. So the Gemara over there says, when the father dies, so then the lokayah takes, takes control of the property. So the Virmiyah came along and said, Lo shena, doesn't matter if the son died, or lo shena, if he didn't die. Meaning, that even if the son died, and the pirot never went to him, the sale is still a sale. Why? Because the Virmiyah holds that kinyan pirot is lav ke kinyan haguftame. Meaning, the other shita, let's call the other shita. One shita says, the one that owns the pirot, that's like he owns the whole thing. Therefore, you have no right to sell it. The father owns the pirot, the son has no right to sell it. Bechlal. Therefore, they must learn the Mishnah talking about where the father died first, then the son got the pirot. Only then do we say, is the lokayach, is the sale a sale. But if the son dies first, that he never got the pirot, and he was never able to sell it in the first place, and therefore, the, the sale is not a sale. Yerbiyah says, no. Kenyan pirot lafke kenyan Therefore, the son had a right to sell it, even though he only had kenyan aguf. Therefore, he doesn't have to get the pirot to sell it. Therefore, even if he dies first, the sale is a sale, and therefore he answered with that the question of uh, the story of the mother of Rav Shemuel. All she had was Kenyan Aguf. The husband was eating Perot. She gifted it. So the Rav said the gift is a gift. 
And therefore you see why? Because we hold kinyan perot, lavke kinyan aguf. Therefore the husband, even though he's eating perot, he cannot hold the, the karka, he cannot stop her from giving it away. And that was his raya from the Mishnah. To that, the Gemara says, So they went back to the Yudah to tell them Rabbi Yirmiya's proof from the Mishnah. Amalehu hachiyama Shemuel. He says, this is what Shemuel said, This is not analogous to the Mishnah, which means you cannot bring a proof from, our Mishnah, from that Mishnah. Why? If the Mishnah would have written the opposite case, reverse case. Same case, but exactly reversed. The son has karka. And he's writing the karka when he's still alive to his father. He's going to keep the pirot, the father's going to get the goof, and now the father sells it to somebody else. And to that, we're going to say that if the son... Now what? The, the, so, and, no, and, and to that we're going to say that uh, when he, he sells it, if the son uh, dies, so then the sale is a sale. Uh, and to that, Rav if that was the case, there we could learn the, uh, uh, the deen of what? That even though the, um, the, fa- the son, he retained perot, he retained perot, and he gave the, the kinyana goof to the to the father, so he kept the perot. Also, oh, the father sold it. So you see why? And we see the sale is a sale, no matter when the son died. So that would be a good ayat to see that what the one that has the goof is able to sell it. However, that's not the case of the Mishnah. The case of the Mishnah is reverse. Our case is what? But here, it's got nothing to do with Kenyan Perot, not Kenyan Aguf. Why? Because the case of the Mishnah was talking about the father gifted it to the son. Now, you wanted to bring it out to review the Raya, I'm going to say it over. The Raya that the Raya wanted to bring is gifting it to the son, and the son sold it. Oh, so you see, even though the son only has Kenyan Aguf, he could sell it. Right? Because the father did the Perot. So you see what? The one that has the Guf can sell it. Similarly, this, uh, the mother of Rav Shmuel Bar, uh, the mother of Rav Shmuel Bar Hagronya, was able to gift the uh, uh, karka to her, uh, for her son for the first marriage because she had the goof. So Rabbi Yosef says, no ra'ayah. Because I'll tell you the reason the Mishnah says that the son could sell it because he's a yoresh. Meaning what? He's going to yoresh the father anyway. So even if you want to tell me kinyan perot to kinyan haguf tamir. And really the one that has the perot, he has the rights to sell it for the son really would not have the rights to sell it. But you know what? In this case over here, why did he give it over to his son? He must have given it over to his son to give him extra strength. He wants to give it to Mahayim. He's going to get it anyway. Wait till, he, wait till you die. He gave it to him to give him extra strength. He can sell it now. So when it comes to a Yoresh, even if you're Kinyan Perot, Kinyan Aguf it doesn't matter. A Yoresh is different. Because Yoresh, you're empowering him extra to sell it from that. So we have no Rayah. If the case would have been reversed, where the father is, where the son is gifting it to the father, 
Oh, and you say that the father could sell it. Oh, then already you bring me a nice raya. That even though the father has goof, he could sell it. The sale is a sale. Masha'ik and the way the right that the Mishnah said the case was the, the father giving to the son. Even if you say Kenya Perot, Kenya Goof normally. And therefore, the one that owns the Perot, he has control of the whole thing. But this case is different. Since he gave, he gave it to a Yoresh, within Yoresh, anyway. So why do you give it to him now? Because he wants to empower him to sell it. Ah, but in a regular case like we're talking about over here, could be not. So therefore, you have no Ra'ayar, of Yosef says, from our Mishnah. Amar Abayet, Rat Abayet comes and says, hold it. Atu bera yarit abba. Abba lo yarit bera. What are you talking about? Just like a son inherits a father, a father in certain scenarios can inherit a son. For example, uh, the son has no sons, and therefore the money of the son goes to the, to the father. So therefore, Michi, what are you saying, Rabbi Yosef? Your, your logic is, 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 is not so, because just like you're telling me that what? You tell me, oh, if the Brighton would have said this, if Michelle would have said this way, uh, where the son is giving it to the father, we have an ayah. Why do you have an ayah with either? It's also a story of inheritance. And just once it's a story of inheritance, you have no ayah, because I can say he's giving it in order to, to, strengthen, his, uh, to strengthen his position. Let's turn it off. So comes the Gibran and says, Ela, and they have to say like this, which means, what's the pshat? Why is the guy giving it uh, to his? Uh, why is the father? Why is the son giving it to the father? Because the son has a son, obviously, and for some reason he doesn't want to give the yirushat to his own son, so he gives it to his father mehayim. So just like you can learn that case where the son is giving it to the father in order to escape it from his own son, which is this guy over here, the father, when he's giving it to the son, gifting it mehayim, why? Because he doesn't want to give it to the other brothers. He doesn't want his other sons to, to benefit from it. And therefore, that's really uh, the case of the Mishnah. And therefore, if that's the case of the Mishnah, Adraba, you have a ra'ayah seemingly for Rav Yirmiyah, meaning... Bottom line, whoever is getting the money, whether the father is getting it, or whether it's the reverse way, where the son is getting it, he at best has only kinyan aguf. And why, why, why is the father doing it, and why is the son doing it? Because they want to, they you know, uh, uh, the, the father doesn't want the other children to get it, so he's giving it to the one son, Mehayim. And the son doesn't want his sons to get it, but he's giving it to the father, Mehayim. But either way, bottom line, the, at most he's giving him kinyan aguf. And the Mishnah is clearly what? You can sell it. And therefore, if you can sell it, that means the one that has the kinyana goof is the, uh, is the one that has the power. And the pirot does not hold it back. So therefore, so therefore back, to, uh, back to Rav Yehuda. Uh, or back to uh, uh, Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef, you came along and said, no raya from this Mishnah. Why no raya from this Mishnah? Which means, a father, no matter what you learn the case, whether you learn the case like the Mishnah said, or you learn the reverse case. The Mishnah's case was the father wanted to give it to the son. The reverse case would be the son wanted to give it to the mother. No matter how you're learning, bottom line, why do they want to do it? What's the underpinnings why they want to do it? Because they want to divert it from another son. Right? The father is giving it to this son, because he doesn't want to give it to the other kids. And the son is giving it to the father, because he doesn't want to give it to... His own children. But bottom line, what is they giving over? Mehayim, Kinyana Guf. And what does that Kinyana Guf allow me to do? The Mishnah says, sell it. So therefore, you see what? The one that has Kinyana Guf can sell. So that we have an ayah for the case of 
Shemuel's mother, uh, Shemuel's mother that uh, was able to to, to, to sell the uh, the property. So so now we got to go back, Rabbi Yosef. What did you mean when you said in the ayam mishnatenu? The chara there is a mishnah. Elamai en adome the mishnatenu. What did you mean when you said it's not dome the mishnatenu? So Gemara says a new hadush, and this is the bottom proof of Shemuel. Mishum takanat usha. The famous takana at usha. Usha was a betin, right? Sanhedrin. Davar of Yosef bar Chayna beusha at kinu. Usha made a takana. Aisha shemachna benichsem midlog bechayev baala. A lady sells her nichsem midlog when the husband's still alive. Umeta and then she dies. Habaal motzi miyada lekuchot. That's the key that you have to remember. Takanat usha. Let's show you what's takanat usha. A lady has nichsem midlog when she's married. The din is. If she sells it when she's alive, so a guy bought the nechsem milogna. What could the guy buy? The guy bought the goof. The perot husband's still eating. Now what? The lady dies. I would say, oh, the lady dies. Now she gets uh, it belongs to belongs to, to to the guy. He gets it. So the dean is no. Takanat Usha said that when a lady sells her nechsem milog to somebody else. And then she dies by Ba'la, the Ba'al can come along and take the property away from the Lokayah. Why? Because they were concerned about Eva. They were about fights. Uh, a guy gets married, he knows that the lady has an asset. So now all of a sudden, what's she going to do? She's going to go sell the asset away. And uh, you're going to have problems now. He married, I know she has this asset, it's going to come to him one day maybe. So therefore the Takana Usha was what? To keep Shalom. So therefore if she sells it and she dies... The husband go to Lokea and take it back. Similarly, in this story of uh, the mother of Rav Shemuel, right? She got married a second time. The husband saw this nechsem milog. She sold it, right? She sold it to she, or she gave it to her first son. The reason why Shemuel said no sale was of takanat usha. Takanat usha is no matter what the lady does to the semilog, and then she dies, it goes right back to the to the husband. That was Shemuel's logic why it's not going to work. Basically, because of this, takana. Look at that sheet. Bottom line, beushayt kinu. Tafagav de baal malav ki kinyan eguv dame. Which is really, I'll tell you all day long, all everywhere else. Kinyan perot lav ki kinyan eguv dame. And therefore, really, the one that has the kinyan eguv, he can sell it. The one that has the perot cannot hold him back. Masheikim when it comes to kituba, or not kituba when it comes to nechsem log, that's a special deen. When it comes to marriage, even though she has the goof, and even though normally the one that has the goof could sell it, not by Nechsem Edlog. Why? Meshum Eba. As she says, The rabbi strengthened L'Shi'abudeh Meshum Eba. He's considered first. He comes first. Therefore, even if you sold it to somebody else, when she dies, he gets it first. So that's why Shemuel argued on the Miyah, because he was employing Takanat we also learned the takana of Usha in the following context. Okay, simple case. Guy come to it, let's come along and say, we testified this guy gave a get to his wife, and already paid the ketubah. And what? He is, they're still living together. They still see them living as... Men and wife, 
Now what happened? Now these witnesses ended up becoming Zomimin. Now let's think ourselves. That means they came along and said this lady got a ketubayat. They were lying. What were they trying to be mafsid the lady? They were trying to be mafsid the ketubah. Because uh, by saying that she got paid the ketubah, really there wasn't a divorce. Which is now, if the husband would give another divorce, she, she, she's losing ketubah based on these witnesses. So, so the chaurah, the edim zumi would have to pay what? The lady, the amount of the ketubah. However, it says, We don't say that they have to pay the entire ketubah. They have to pay the value of a ketubah, of the option of a ketubah. What's the option of a ketubah? What is this tovatana of ketubah? They make a calculation. It's, like a, it's really, that's what it's, it really is an option. She has a ketubah, she has a document. It's a safik. Is there going to be a payout or is there not going to be a payout? If she dies first, there's no payout. Husband gets the ketubah back. If he dies or she gets divorced, there's a payout. So therefore, a guy's willing to buy an option on the ketubah, listen, you're taking a risk. If I die first, the option that you bought is uh, worthless. Correct? But she needs the money now. So she, 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 let's say the ketubah is uh, worth a $10,000 ketubah. A guy be willing to pay her, I'll pay $2,000 right now. On the chance that what? I might get an additional 8000 in the case of the Ketubah is paid out. Now, the Ketubah might not be paid out. If she dies first, he loses. So therefore, If she became Almana, uh, I mean the husband died, on it oh, there's a payout. But if she dies, Okay, good. Now, why incidentally, is that what the Edim Zumim have to pay? The Chaurah, the Edim Zumim, were trying to be Mafsida the entire Ketubah. Why do we say the Edim Zumim only have to pay the Tovat Hana'ah of a Ketubah? What's the rationale for that? So that she says, because you can't make the Edim Zumimim pay for something that might never have manifested. Meaning, Bishlamah, the Edim Zumim come along and say, the guy owes a thousand. So you were trying to see the guy a thousand dollars. That's special. You got to pay a thousand if you find that's what I mean. Here, you can't say for sure that we're coming to Mafsida or Ketubah. It might not have ever come to fruition. Because if she would have died first, there's no Ketubah B'Klal. So therefore, the Ediv Zomimim only have to pay the option of the Ketubah. How much would she be able... That's something that's, that's realistic. With this Ketubah, right now that she's alive, she can sell the Ketubah for a certain amount of money. She could not sell the Ketubah that was paid already. The Ketubah was paid already. It's worthless. So you, you were coming to definitely, Mafsira is how much you would be able to fetch for this Ketubah in the present time. So the Gebarah says, and here's the proof. Now if you're going to tell me there's no such thing as Takanat Usha, Amai Irashena Ba'ala, why are you telling me that the husband is going to be Yoresh? Which means if, he, if she dies first, the husband is Yoresh. Tazbin ketubata legamre. Let her sell her ketubah in totality. What is the uh, question? Which means, if let's say you're telling me that what? That there's no tekanat usha. And therefore a lady can sell her nikhasim, her property, when the husband's still alive. Now in the ketubah is properties. Some of the properties in the Ketubah, one of them is called Nechseh Sun Barzel. What is Nechseh Sun Barzel? That's the dowry that the lady brings into the marriage. 
and the husband uh, uh, assumes that dowry, and in the case where there's, let's say, a divorce or something, he pays her the value of that dowry. But the dowry goes to the husband. That's what the Chesor Barzela. The Chesor and Log, we said, is she keeps the goof for the property, and he just eats perot. In any event, if you tell me that there's no such thing as Takanat Usha, what do you tell me over here? She could have sold not only the option of the Ketubah, she could have sold the the value of the Nixes on Barzel, which means she has all that money coming to her, this, uh, this Nidunya money, and therefore, it's a lot of money, and therefore she could have sold all that money to somebody else, all that option to, to somebody else of that property, and therefore the Edim Zumimim, the Chaura, were coming to be Mafsid much more than, uh, than, than just the option of the Ketubah. I'll read you that over here. The which means, why are you telling me that the lokeah is mafsid? You tell me if she dies, the, the lokeah loses out. Because all the thing goes back to the... Because the husband... Again, get the language of the Baravdana. The Vedaita said, Yirashena ba'la. What does Yirashena ba'la mean? If she dies, the husband is Yoresh. If she dies first, the husband is Yoresha. So the Gabbara is asking, if you're not going to say Takarat Usha, why is the husband Yoresha? The money should go to the lokeya, which means she should be able to sell the nechse son barzel. She could sell the uh, properties that she has, and uh, the lokeya will keep that. Why you tell me in the case that she dies, in the case that she dies, uh, uh, the lokeya is going to lose? It's not so. She could sell it in hayim, and therefore, even though she dies, the guy got the uh, the guy gets the nechse son barzel that she sold, and therefore must be because it's takarat usha. And therefore, the guy is going to lose out, really. Because if she dies, the money is going to go back to the original husband. That's why it says, Yirashena ba'la. That's Gebrus Amar Abayeh. Im amru b'nechse milog. Yomru b'nechse son barzel. Gebrus says, Abayeh says, what do you mean? If we said this deen, b'nechse milog, that her, uh, whatever she sold, uh, goes back to the uh, uh, whatever she sold is, is, is sold. Yomru b'nechse son barzel. We're going to say by son barzel. Rashi. Im amru b'nechse milog shetuchal lemochran that she can sell them. Ve'en abal motzibiyad alekuhot share in pehatu pehatula vimotiru tirula. Yomru b'nechse son barzel. Bechtuvata da'enu nedunya shechnisa lo b'shuma mebetabiyad. The dowry that she brings in from her father's house. Ve'kotvin ata bechtuvata. And they write the amount of the Ketubah, how much dowry she brought in. And the Hatan accepts upon himself a harayut, the responsibility. And if he puts a certain amount, I'm going to pay you, if there's a divorce, $10,000, whatever the money is, a set price. And if the price went down, he loses out. If the price went up, he benefits. Which means like this. Let's review. The Gemara told me there was a Takana called Takanat Usha. What does Takanat Usha mean? The lady sells her Nechsim Midlog in the lifetime of the husband. When she dies, the husband can take the Likuchot back. Can take the item back. That's Takana. Why did they do that? Mishum Eba. I'll bring it to this. What's that ayat to this? But this has come along and say, this guy got divorced and he paid the Ketubah. So what do we say? Oh, they were trying to be mafsid a certain amount of the ketubah to the lady, so they have to pay tovat tana'ah, how much the ketubah would be, would be worth. 
Correct? So the Gemara says, oh, that's an ayah that there must be takanat usha. How do you calculate tobatana v'ketubah? How much a person would be willing to pay for this ketubah now on the side that he might get paid, but he might not get paid? Because imeta, that it's going to go back yidashena ba'ala. Now why yidashena ba'ala? The chaura, if you're telling me there's no takanat usha, why yidashena ba'ala? If she dies, the, the, whatever she sold will remain by the nokayah. Uh, so therefore, she's able to sell it for much more because she's able to give the, the, the lekuchot they're not going to lose out. Even if she dies first, she can sell the nekses on barzel. So the Gemara says, uh, that's a raya, that must be taken at usha. So there's no raya. It says, for sure, when it comes to nekses on barzel, she doesn't have a right to sell because that's not hers. Nekses on barzel belongs to the husband. You have to bring me the ayah by nekses midlog, which means... Uh, bring me the ayah takanat. You can bring me the ayah takanat usha in this case over here. The reason why the lokeya cannot keep the lekuhot uh, when the husband dies, when she dies, is because too many nechsesom bazel over. So im amru if they said benechsesom milog, uh, that's already we, we have to find me the ayah takanat usha. You can bring me the ayah from nechsesom because nechsesom bazel belongs to the husband. Nechsesom milog belongs to the isha. She she owns the goof. So the gemara thought to bring me the ayah that what that is takanat usha. What was Raya again? I'm saying again. What was Raya? Basically, Raya is maybe really there's no Takarat Usha. And I'll tell you what, Nixem Melok, if she says Mechayim, it's a sale. But you bring me Raya from Nixesum Barzel. Nixesum Barzel, of course she cannot sell. Because it's not hard to sell. Nixesum Barzel belongs to the, to the husband. So therefore, that's why the Gemara said, Imeta Yirashena Bala. Because it will go back to the husband. Because she has no right to sell the Nixesum Barzel. So you have no Raya. That Takanat Usha was made by Nixim alone. Because this is coming to Nixim so much. But dying Nixim, we can all agree, will go back to the, uh, to the husband. Because she has no right to sell. But maybe in Nixim, maybe Nixim alone, there was no Takanat Usha. Maybe in Nixim, because she can sell it. The Chaim would stay. So then we have no Raya. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Abayyeh. Tobat I once read with Tobat this concept of Tobat meaning the way you calculate Ketuvah, the option of the Ketuvah, how much it's worth. And since already we talk about this concept of Tobat let's say Hadush about it. Tobat Okay, when the lady sells the Ketuvah, the option to, to somebody else, who gets that money? Because the lady gets the money. Who's going to get the money? The Kabbalah says, Because if you're going to say that the husband gets it, Limru let the Edim Zulmin come along and say, I didn't mafsid you anything. Why? The husband would have taken it anyway. Just the Edim Zulmin in our case, says, he got the voice and he paid the Ketubah. They became Zulmin. So what do we say? They have to pay the lady. Now, that's because the lady must get the money. When she sells Tovatana'a. But if the husband was getting the Tovatana'a anyway, so the Edim Zulmin come along and say, we didn't mafsid you anything. Even if you would have sold them a Tovatana'a, you would have to give the money to the husband. So for the Edim Zulmin would be, off the hook. So the fact that the Edim have to pay to Vatanam is because the lady gets that money. Kumas is no proof. No, she loses that anyway. Even if you say the money goes to the husband, that is more money in the family. She benefits from the extra surplus of the money. So therefore, you cause her upset as well. Understand that? Which is even if you give the money to the husband, that honey has, the husband has more spending money. So therefore, she, she loses that as well. Because that is, there's no Revah Bedar, there's no extra spending money for, uh, for her. So therefore, it's still a said for her as well. Amar Avail Chetah, Tovatana Ali Isha. Tovatana goes to the lady. Oh, not only Tovatana goes to the lady. That's her money, and the husband doesn't eat perot from that money. Meaning, she doesn't have to take that money that she sold the Ketubah for and buy karka and let the husband eat perot. 
My tama, what is the reason? Pira tekinu l'rabbanan. Pira de pira la tekinu l'rabbanan. Which means, listen, the rabbis were metakin certain pirot for the husband, and certain pirot, they were not metakin for the husband. Pirot of nechsemin log, the rabbi said, the husband gets. But pira de pira, that's a borrowed terminology. It means other forms of pirot, like this, where the fruit of the tovatana'a, the rabbi is going to make a tekinu. Not every item does the husband have a... His hands on. He has the hands on nixes from Mazel. Good. He has his hands on nixes midlog like a beperot. This concept of uh, the Torah Tanah, the rabbis did not give him, didn't, didn't empower him. Ki atar papad rabbanah bered rabbi Yoshua beberav amitanino tekanat usha. We learned in the Mishnah tekanat usha. Why? Ha'isha eved va'isha pigi atanra al Mishnah. Getting involved with an eved and a lady when it comes to mazikin is a bad deal. Why? Ha'chovel ba'im hayav. You damage them, you got to pay them. But if they damage you, they're patur. Now why are they patur? Because we said the lady doesn't have any money. All the money that she has belongs to the husband. So how she get, how can never get paid? So if it's not a good deal, right? So what are you talking? If you hold that there's no such thing as takanat usha, very simple, she has money. Let us sell her nixemid log. And the sale will be a good sale. She'll get the money. She'll pay the 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 guy that uh, that she damaged. Ella, you see from the Mishnah, must be taken at usha that she cannot sell the nechsem log, and therefore uh, that's why piki atal na. Ve lo tamech yehi namid itel taken at usha ve lo matzim izamna legamre tezaben nechsem log betovat anaa vetiten le. Oh. True. Uh, let's go to this Tekarat Usha. Okay, therefore she, so she cannot sell Nechsei Milog. But still, she could sell the option of the Nechsei Milog. There's still an option on it, which means she has Nechsei Milog. She could tell it to the guy and say, listen, in the event that uh, I get uh, divorced or uh, uh, my husband dies first, you get the Nechsei Milog. It goes to you. You're right. In the event that uh, I die first, then Nechsei Milog will go to my husband. That, that Nechsei Milog has a value. So therefore, what are you telling me? Even with Tekarat Usha, why is Pigiyatadna? The Chavarad is, she always has something to sell. Maybe she cannot give the Nechsem and away, but she can sell the option, and therefore, can you pay, pay, pay the guy? So, you know what the Pshad is? Why Pigiyatadna? Mishum Ela Deletla. She was talking about a case where she does not have Nechsem and How can I make Deletla? Therefore, we're talking about she doesn't have. So therefore, Al Mishnah is no Ra'iyah for Tekarat Usha. Because I can tell you, really, we hold the Takrat Usha. Also, how come in the Mishnah, how come in the Mishnah says, Because we're talking about the case, there's no, there's no Nechsim Elog, Bechlal. There's no Nechsim Elog, Takrat Usha, she cannot give him the Nechsim Elog. Nechsim will go right back to the, to the husband. But still, she could have sold the, the option of Nechsim Elog. And why is the Mishnah saying, Because we must be talking about the case, there's no Nechsim Elog at all. So you have no Ra'ayah from our Mishnah, like a Takrat Usha. Because we're talking about the case where there's no Nixem milog at all. Because if there was a Nixem milog, there would not be Pigiatan Ra'ah. It would not be a, a, a bad deal if you damaged the lady. Because she would have always something to, to pay back. She could have sold the option of Nixem milog. Good. Kamara says, wait, we're not finished. Hold it. Why you say Pigiatan Ra'ah? Let her sell her Ketubah, Betubatan Ra'ah. She has a Ketubah. Let her, let her go sell her Ketubah. Somebody will buy it, and with that money, pay back the uh, pay back the guy you damaged. Kabbalah says, "Hamani, Rabbi Meiri, Tamar Asuda Uda Adam Sheyashet Ishto Afilu Shaa Habelok Ketubah." We're going like Rabbi Meiri that says you cannot live with a lady for one second even without a ketubah. So that's not an option to sell the ketubah because we don't want to make it easy for a husband to divorce his wife. The thing that holds him back is got to pay the ketubah. But if there's no ketubah, then already she sold the, the option of the ketubah, so therefore it's easier for him to to get divorced.
So the Gebra says, what are you talking about? What's the logic why it's easy for a husband to get divorced? She doesn't have a ketubah. But wait. Well, where's the ketubah? She sold the tubat ketubah to somebody else. Now what's going to happen if they get divorced? He didn't have to pay that guy. So, it's, so, so what's the difference? Either way, he's got to pay. So the Kabbalah says, The reason why Shahiyah is always after Ketubah, so it won't be easy in his eyes to divorce. He's not going to divorce because the guy that bought the option of the Ketubah is going to come along and, uh, and claim it. So what are you telling me? Oh, a lady cannot live without a Ketubah. Go, go with the logic. Why can't you live without a Ketubah? Because it'll be easy from divorce. So she sold the option to somebody else. It's also not going to be easy from divorce. Because why? Because you know he has to pay that guy. So then we're back to the question. Why don't we say in the Mishnah, let her sell the option of the Ketubah to somebody and pay back? Because it's not sellable. When you're selling an option, what are you selling? You're selling words. If this happens... So, Mili is words... There's no shi'bud on something. It's not something that you're able to pay for uh, to make a uh, to make a kenyan on, on, on words, and therefore uh, you cannot obligate it to pay in order to pay for this uh, to pay for this over here. You're not selling an item; it's an obligation. In the event that this happens over there, uh, you can get my uh, ketubah. So the Gemara says that's not an item that you could. A lady can be mishabed herself on. On me, it's not, it's not, it, 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 it won't go through. It won't go through. So the Gemara says, Alam alo, why not? Yes, this mili over here, there's a price, which means this star over here is not just mili. It's not like me going around to somebody selling your words. This star has a value on the market. It's a mamasha, it's an option. And therefore, why not? This type of media that has a star, the chaura, I can sell it for money. So again, back to the question, why don't you sell the star for Tovatana'ah? No reason. What's the case? A guy sells star chov to chavero. What's the case of mochir uh, star chov? I'm owed a thousand dollars. I have a star. You know, I say, you know what? I need money now. I go to somebody else. I'm Reuven. I go to, Sh- to Shimon. I said, "Don't Shimon. The star of Levi owes me a thousand bucks. I'm willing to sell you the star. How much you want to give me right now for it? You know what? Uh, and the option. What's the option? Uh, give me uh, five hundred dollars right now, and uh, you, you collect it from him whenever. Okay, so give me the five hundred. Guess what I could do? The Gemara says, "Amochir star chov the chaveru bechazaru mahalo." Now I go to Levi. I'm Reuven. I say, "Bara mochir you." Now be mochir him. I ruined the guy's position on the option that he just bought. The deen is mahul. Mahul. I'm allowed to do that over there. That ah, the afilu yoresh mochel, which means let's say the malvez yoresh, the guy that lent the money died. His son comes along and tells Levi, eh, "Mochel, my father's uh, item." What's the din? It's also mahol. Oh, so therefore over here, in this case over here, what's going to happen? <coughs> She's going to go. Okay, she damaged somebody, right? So we came along and says she has no money to pay. Eh, no, no Let her go. Sell the ketubah, betubah tana'ah, and take that money, and go pay the, uh, the guy. So the Gemara says, that's not an option. Why? Because what's going to happen? <laughs> she's going to sell the option to the Reuven. Okay, then she's going to go home and tell her husband, I'm going to the ketubah to you. Now what's going to happen? The lokeah gets ruined. 
We're not going to put a lokeah in a, in a weak position where he's going to buy an option that two seconds later she's more handicapped about the husband. <coughs> Again, she could be more handicapped about the husband. So therefore, which means she's going to get money. Correct, she gets money. She'll take the money, she'll go give it to the, to, to the guy that she, was, that, that she damaged. But bottom line, we're not going to let you sell it to about an hour to somebody that's going to get ruined. Because what's going to happen? She goes home and be mochel. And the mechila works. So the Gemara says, Amre, Zabune Zabin, Vititinle, Vimachnadegave Baal Timhana. That's part of the risk. The Gemara says, factor that into the risk. Tomatana should be a Tomatana. And the guy will think, part of the risk that I'm paying for is that there's an option that she can go home and be mochel. So, so what, back to the question, why do you say she can sell it to And that factor, that Mechila in, 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 in the equation. It's not a risk, it's a vaday. For sure she's going to be mochel. Exactly, which is we're not going to be mafsid the lokeyah biadayim. Which is, it's not a risk, it's a vaday. For sure she's going to be mochel to the husband. Because that's what she's going to do. Why, 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 why not? She wants to be under good grace of the husband. So therefore, because she doesn't, she's not benefiting anyway. So it's time to make another guy here rich. But she's going to be so nobody's going to buy such an option, and we're not going to let an option be sold. So we're back to the question. Oh, it was very good. That's why the Mishnah said, Pigyatan Ra'ah. Because, Nikseimid Log, she doesn't have, that's the case. Ketuvah, Tuvatan Ra'ah, you can't sell. Oh, Vichitim, Azaminani, Aleinu, Dachavlaabe, Betuvatan Ra'ah. Why did she sell the Ketuvah to the guy that she owes? Meaning like this. She damaged, somebody shows the guy thousand dollars. Here, take my Ketuvah. So there's no money out of pocket for him. He's not going to pay a dollar. You take my kid to a thousand dollars I owe you, I'm giving you the option over here. So therefore it's not like, it's not like you're causing, before we were worried, the guy that's buying the option, you caused the money out, money out of his pocket. He's mafsid. No, give it to the guy directly. It's a push. Here's the kid And therefore, uh, there's a chance he might get paid. Kebaraz again. Right, again. Because if she's more held the husband, the guy's not going to lose out. Because you're not paying. So therefore it's no problem. But it doesn't matter. Sof, sof, kol, legabe, ba'al, vaday, machla. Vatruhe, bedina, bichdi, lo matrechinan. At the end of the day, we're not going to inconvenience bedin for nothing. Which means, now you want, go give it to him. Make a star, make a document up. She sold tovatana to this guy for the other. You know, all the paperwork and everything. And then two seconds later, she's going home vaday and being mochel. We're not going to be matriyah bedin on an eye that's never going to come to fruition. So therefore, we understand our Mishnah. The reason why it's pigi atan ra'ah, because she has nothing to pay with. Nechsemilog she doesn't have. Yeah? Similar she doesn't have. Kituvah she has, but Tuvatana she cannot sell, because such a sale will not be valid, because she can always be mochel, so we're not going to put the lokeh at a loss. And even to give it to the one that she was chovel, we're not going to allow it, because, even though there's no money out of his pocket, because we're not going to be matriyah bedin bichdi. So basically we look in our Mishnah, that uh, if a person damages a lady, so we said, pigiatan ra'ah, uh, if you damage them, you have to pay. And if they damage you, they don't have to pay. The simple explanation is they have nothing to pay. What are they going to pay? So the, uh, the Gemara said that uh, maybe you should make them sell the Ketubah. Let them sell the option of the Ketubah. The option of the Ketubah is that they can sell it to a person. Uh, and the explanation is, uh, if 
there's a payout on the ketubah, that person will get the payout. How is there a payout? Either she gets divorced or the husband dies. On the other side, there might not be a payout. If she dies before the husband, so the ketubah goes to the husband. So if the guy loses out on his option. So let him let us sell the uh, ketubah. So the Gemara went back and forth and came out. It's not an option. It's not, a, it's not a, uh, 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 an option to sell the ketubah. And that's why piggy atan ra'ah. Therefore they have nothing to sell and therefore there is no payment. So the Gemara said, in the Hadithanya, you tell me that why the lady does not, have to, does not have to sell her ketubah for payment, for habalah, what do you mean? We have a bright in the Hadithanya. Actually, it, it would be beneficial for us to read a sikum at this point, just to, to set us up for going further. She damages the guy. She's married. We do not obligate her to sell the ketubah. And we said the reason is over here because it's going to put the lokeah at a disadvantage. Because what is she going to do? She's going to be mohelet. Which means she's going to sell the option to the guy, uh, to, to somebody else. She's going to go home to her husband. She's going to tell her husband, I'm mohelet the ketubah. So the lokeah for sure is going to lose out. And if we're not going to put the lokeah at a disadvantage to buy an option, that for sure is never going to come to his advantage, because she'll always be mochelet. Furthermore, even to the nizak, which means, let's say she sells the option to the nizak, to the one that she damaged. There you say, it's uh, no loss, no, no out of pocket, which means uh, the, she owes the nizak a thousand dollars. So to so say, you know what? Forget about the thousand dollars that I owe you. You have my option. I'll give you the ketubah option. There you might say it should be, it should work. But the Gibraltar says it's not going to work either. That even though she'll be mochel, right, the guy doesn't uh, lose out anything. But we're not going to make the to write up the transaction and to make this whole thing on something that we know is she's going to be mochel anyway. So therefore, after the zak atzmo, and anu mechayvim otal laknot et zechut geviat de mei ketubah, af apishev ederizu enchum hashash of sed lo kayach, shum shalkot panin, en bezeshum toeret. There's no benefit. She's going to forgive the ketubah, and then we're not going to bother Betty to make up a star on a transaction that has no purpose. Ulam, in yesh isha log. Let's say a lady has nixim log. Let's review what nixim log is. That's, that's, that's item that she owes, she owns the goof, and the husband's able to eat the perot. Nixim sum barzil was the nixim that she brings into the marriage, that's called nedunya, like the dowry, the husband assumes uh, responsibility, he owns the dowry, and he just has to compensate her for the dowry in the case of a divorce. The dowry is considered his, nechsesum barzeh, whereas nechsesum milog, or nechsesum milog is hers, and the uh, money goes to the penot as the uh, husband's. In any event, mechaivim otan demkorat nechassim alalu, v'neshalem l'nizag v'dvehem abur hanezik. In that case, where is nechsesum milog, the Gemara said that we are obligated to sell in order to pay the damages. She cannot sell these properties in full value. Because nobody's going to pay full value for the because the perot being eaten still by the husband. Which means, and you cannot sell it again. Again, you're only selling an option 
on the Nechseme log, Mashi Yechola Vechayevel Asotul Lemkolet Nechassim Al Atzad. She's selling on the Tzad that her husband dies, then the item, the Nechseme log, will go to the to the uh, Lokaya. Okay? Or let's say she gets divorced and things like that. Umash, oh, and that's what Al Mishnah said. That Isha Pegiatan Ra was talking when she does not have the Ksemi Log. Let's review again. Al Mishnah that said that uh, she doesn't pay, there was no Nechsemi Log. But if there was Nechsemi Log, in the Khanami would say to sell the option, and that was it. Now, regarding, uh, there's a question that was called asked over here. We learned earlier, we said that there's a case of Edim Zomimim. Edim Zomimim are coming to be Mafsid, a lady from our Ketubah. They came along and said, Edim Anu, this lady got divorced. And she got paid the ketubah. So we said, uh, how much do they have to pay? We don't make them have to pay the whole ketubah that we're trying to be mafsid. Because it's, who, knows, who knows if the ketubah would have ever been paid out. But you have to make them pay the tovah tana'ah of the ketubah. How much could this lady have sold the option of the ketubah and decide that it would have been paid? How much are you guys willing to pay for that option? But uh, we just learned over here that we never make a lady sell a ketubah uh, 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 sell the option of a ketubah because we said we don't want to put the lokeah in a bad position because she could always be mohel. So the chalad the edim zomim should have to pay nothing because we, we never come to such a uh, situation. So Tosfot says there's a difference between when a lady is forced to sell her ketubah or when she's doing it on her own volition. In our case, over we're talking about what she saw, she damaged somebody. Now she's forced to sell the ketubah to make a payment to the guy she damaged. In that case over there, we're concerned that she might be mohel. But in the case which on her own, where she just wants extra money in her pocket, why should she be more? She uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't know to, to sell it, and she could not be more. So in the case of the Edim Zumimim, so much she could have done it willingly. But she it was done, but Al-Qur'an we concerned about the Mechidah. Now the Gemara comes along and continues on this. You're telling me what? We don't let us sell the Ketubah Ve'la Hadetanya. Ve'cheni shachabla be'ba'ala. Let's say she damaged her husband. Lo ifsida Ketubata, which means we do not let her uh, lose her ketubah for the payment. Amai, why not? Let us sell the tovatana'a, the option to the husband himself. Which means, even if she's going to be more the ketubata husband, there's not going to be any hefsed. We were worried about what? She's going to sell to somebody else, she's going to be more uh, the ketubah. But let's say in the case where she damaged the husband herself. She owes the husband now what, $1,000. So let her just tell the husband, oh, listen, uh, and decide that uh, the ketubah is going to be paid out. I'm giving it to you. I'm, 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 giving, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, you, the ketubah money belongs to you. And we're not worried about it. Let it be mohel. Let it be mohel. The husband doesn't lose any money by her being mohel. There's no, there's no money out of his pocket uh, that he has to pay. So you see what? You see that there is a case where if a lady damages, we will use the ketubah as the as the payment, yeah. So comes the Quran says, "Have a day to be meiri." That's a day to be meir. De Amar Asul Adam Sheashit Ishto Afilu Shahad Belo Ketubah, which means uh, we have a rule that says what the Bimeir says. We don't want to leave a lady uh, in a situation even for a moment without a Ketubah, uh, and therefore what. Um, we don't want it to, uh, to sell it. That's why it says, <laughs> We're not going to have seen the ketubata. Mm-hmm. The question, why not? 
Let her sell it. No, it's going to be Meir. Once already, she's going to give the option to the husband. It's like he has no Ketubah. He, 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 he now has the option. And we don't want a man to live with a wife, even for a second. What's the logic? Because it's easy, easy to get divorced. It's easy to get divorced now, because he doesn't have to make any payments. He can just give her a get and goodbye. So give us away. That's so fast. The Ta'amamai, what's the reason why we don't want a lady to live even for a minute without, without, a, without a Ketubah? Right? We don't want it to be easy for him to divorce her. Which means, what are you talking about? Over here, on the contrary, under here, it's going to be uh, uh, still easy to, to divorce. Why? Because in this case, the Bimi doesn't apply. She damaged him. Okay? She owes him $1,000. Okay? It's going to be very easy to divorce, even with a Ketubah. Why? Because he knows once he gets divorced, he gets paid his $1,000 back via the Ketubah that he's not going to have to pay. Again, there's a Ketubah over here. Is this Ketubah going to stop the guy from getting divorced? No. Normally it does. But not in this case. When she owes him money, and the country, he said, beauty, let me get divorced, and now I'm even with her. Now I don't got to pay the Ketubah, because she owes me the 1000 so instead of giving the 1000 for the Ketubah, we're even now. So therefore, in this case over here, it's not going to help you, uh, 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 even without selling the ketubah. Either way, it's still easy for the guy to get divorced once she owes him money. Gabbara's language is, Over here anyway, he'll be megareshla. And he'll take the money from the habalah from her. Which means here also, in this case over here, that uh, you're going to tell me, oh, we don't want to be maknev ketubah to, 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 to the husband. Why? Because once you're maknev ketubah, it's easy. Even without being maknev ketubah to the husband, it's still a situation where the husband's going to have an easy chance to be uh, uh, to be divorcing. Because she owes money, and therefore she owes money, so the ketubah is worthless to him. The ketubah, does, does, the ketubah is not a, uh, it doesn't uh, um, uh, 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 slow him down. Normally, what's up, Shana Ketubah? I got to pay $2,000. You know what? Okay, I'm not getting divorced so fast. But if she owes him $2,000, so I have a credit. Why not? Get divorced. Ketubah means nothing to me. Anyway, it's going to get to free. So, so therefore, the Gebarah's question is, in, let's answer the Gebarah's question. Once you're telling me that, then let her sell the Ketubah B'Tubah The reason why you told me you cannot sell this Ketubah B'Tubah is because we're going to be here. And the Bimi rolls, that's why we don't want a lady to be without a Ketubah for a second. But it doesn't apply in this case. Because even if she didn't sell the Tuvah the Ketuvah is not going to, 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 to slow him down. Therefore, we should go back to the regular rule and say what? Let us sell the uh, Ketuvah to, uh, to the husband. Why are you telling me Pigiatan Ra'a? Sell the Tuvah and he gets paid. So the Yabara says, Kegon, Denefish Ketubata. Because we're talking about over here that it's a big Ketuvah. Demeshuma Upurta. Which means for the small amount of the nezek, he's not willing to lose the bigger the bigger money. What's the case talking about? The Gabbara's understanding over here that let's say he wrote in the ketubah to save his ketubah. You can buy as much money as you want in the ketubah that he's going to pay the lady. Instead of let's say the hundred or two hundred standing ketubah of money, he wrote let's say you know ten thousand. He wrote a, a big price, <laughs> and, but the deme habala. 
is a small amount. The mehabala is, uh, you know, a small amount of uh, money, mm-hmm. right? So the guy now is not going to get divorced, so he can get paid a hundred, yes, while the divorce is going to cost him now nine thousand. So therefore, if it's, it's not, uh, it's not worth it for him. So therefore, in this case over here, uh, uh, we want the ketubah still to be in in play because the ketubah will be a deterrent. If she's going to sell the tovatana, so now ready, there's no ketubah that's easy for him to get divorced. So therefore, uh, we're going to come along and say that there's no option to sell the uh, ketubah. Why is no option? Even with a ketubah, we said it's, it's 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 easy. It's not easy because the ketubah has to pay ten thousand. Correct? So you're not going to want to get a divorce so fast. So oh, if I get to that, I get a uh, hundred uh, in my damages. Uh, that, that, that's no incentive. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the ketubah, even according to is is in play. And therefore, it's not going to slow him down. It is going to slow him down. And that's why we're not going to tell her to sell the ketubah to him. Because then there's not going to be a ketubah in play at all. Then for sure it's going to be easy for him to get divorced. And with the ketubah, it'll slow him down. The whole question was, even with the ketubah, he don't care. No, with the ketubah, he cares. Because the Dameh Habala is not as much as the damages that are owed. So Kavzi Gabran says, The Eid in the Fisha Ketubata Miktuba Deoraita. And if you tell me that a Ketubah is more than a regular Ketubah Deoraita, Ketubah Deoraita is 100, let's say. So let's say he wrote 100 or 200, depending on if it's a Be'ula or Be'tula. Be'tula is 200 and a Be'ula is 100. But if the Ketubah, let's say, is more than the regular Ketubah Deoraita, Nukma a Ketubah Deoraita. Very simple. Keep the ketubah de oraita in play, let's say the, the hundred or the two hundred, and let her sell the option on the tosefet, which means she damaged the husband. What are you telling me? She cannot uh, pay. She doesn't have to pay. Why not? She has something. Keep the, you're saying to me, you need to have a ketubah always. Okay, good. Keep the ketubah of me'ah. That, that we're not selling. That you have to pay. So the husband will not, he has a deterrent. But she has something extra she can sell. The extra tosefet that you owe me on the side that uh, uh, that uh, um, that we get divorced or that I become uh, 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 widowed, so uh, you won't have to make that payment, right? Not the, not the kids. It, it'll go to it'll go to uh, it'll go to the uh, to the husband. Uh, why can't she sell that uh, that option? So the Gemara says, "Kegon de lo nefisha ketubah miktuvah de oraita." The case is talking about. Where the ketubah is a minimum ketubah, uh, there's no uh, tosefet in the ketubah, therefore she doesn't have that option to sell the, the extra item. Yeah, Gimbal- right? The Gimbal- gives an example. Let's say the whole damages was four zoos. 25 zoos is 100 money. So therefore the guy is not willing to pay uh, 25 in order to get four. So therefore, which therefore the option in our story was again the lady damaged the husband. It's a minimum ketubah, it's a hundred. Okay, the damage was only four, four zoos. Uh, the ketubah is twenty-five zoos. Twenty-five is a hundred money. So there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing to sell. There's no option over here to sell because to sell the option to the husband, you can't live without a ketubah. So that's not an option because be made. You have to have a ketubah. Sell the tosefet, there is no tosefet. Okay, but the Gemara will ask a simple question. Even, even with a ketubah, the husband's very easily divorcing because he knows he can offset the ketubah with the money that she owes. Uh, 
There's not going to be so much offset over here. Because she only owes him four. <laughs> he has to pay out 25. So that's not going to be an incentive for him to get a divorce. So therefore, the Ibrahita says, she damages the husband. There is no payment. But in the it sounds like in this Gemara, that if there was, let's say, Tosefet in the Ketubah, we would make her sell the option on the Tosefet to the husband, and therefore he gets paid <coughs> on, that, on that side, that let's say he won't have to make that payout on the Tosefet, so that's how he gets compensated, but the Ketubah is intact for the Me'ah or the Matayim, so that's going to give me deterrent from divorcing very quickly, and then in that case, you'll have a case where she would have to pay. But in a minimum Ketubah, and the damages are very minimal, like the case we said over here, there's no incentive for the husband to make a uh, to make a divorce, to get four, to give up 25. For clarification, 25 sila'im equals 100 zoos. One sila equals four zoos. Okay? That's the Gemara saying over there. So therefore, uh, he's not willing to give uh, four sila'im uh, in order to, four zoos for a loss of uh, 25 sila'im is, uh, is not worth it for him. Okay. Ela had a tanya. Okay, we have a brighter. Keshem shalotim kor v'itachtav kach lo tafsid v'itachtav. So the Gemara says like this: Keshem shalotim kor. Just like we're not going to make a lady sell her ketubah when she's married v'itachtav, kach lo tafsid v'itachtav. So too, we're not going to make her lose her ketubah when she is married. What is this referring to? Let's read Rashi. Rashi says, Keshem. Shelotem kor. Kasekata tachaki kamar. Keshem she'ena yecholal limkor. Be'oda tachtav. Just like she cannot sell the ketubah. When she's still married, we're not going to sell the ketubah. Kach lo tafsid miktubata klum. Bishri shum habala benezek shetazik be'oda tachtav. We're not going to make a loser ketubah if she damaged somebody. It's her advantage, which means uh, she damages somebody. Sorry, pigyatam na'a. Just like we're not going to let her sell her ketubah, because we want to have a ketubah, so too we won't force her to sell the ketubah, to lose the ketubah, in order to pay back somebody that she damaged. So the Gemara says, hold it. What do you mean? Sometimes we will make her lose the ketubah. Oh, like we just said in the Gemara. If her ketubah is more than ketubah de oraita, we're going to force her to sell the option on the Tosefet, and therefore she is going to be Mavsi the Ketubah in order to pay for the, the Menezek. Uh, the Ketubah was 200 is minimum, and then there was one of 10,000. She damaged somebody. What are we going to tell her? Well, on the 200, no, you can't sell that, because that we want you to have a Ketubah, we don't want your husband to make it easy for him to get divorced, but you might get paid a lot extra. Sell that option on the side that you might get paid. Somebody will be willing to pay money for that, because there's a, there's a value to that option. And therefore, you see what? Sometimes the lady will be being mafsid the ketubah. When the ketubah is more than the, uh, the, the, the standard deoraita. How could this braita come along and tell me that no, there's no such thing. You never be mafsid a lady ketubah. Sometimes you will be mafsid a lady ketubah when she damages. When the, when the, on, on the tosefet part, that she has to sell that option to somebody in order to pay the, uh, to pay the damages. How could the braita mm-hmm. tell me conclusively you don't do it? Sometimes you do. Because now, Amarava, you don't understand what it said over there. Amarava, Sefa atan ikhtuvat, benin dikhrin. This bright over here, when it said you never lose a ketubah for a lady, 
was talking about in a different case. Sometimes, if the tosefet is high, we will make the lady uh, sell uh, uh, her, her, the option. That was not the discussion this Brayta. Sometimes, she has to pay the ketubah, she has to sell the ketubah in order to make good on the damages. When this Brayta said she doesn't lose a ketubah, was referring to the advantage of benin dechirim. Okay, what is male children? What is benin dechirim? We discussed it several times already when we learned. Benin dechirim is like this. She's married. Okay, she's married. Uh, the husband uh, that she's married to was already married before. Uh, he, has other, she, he has other children. He has other sons. She's concerned on the side that she dies first. So the husband inherits the ketubah. Correct? However, now when the husband dies, all the children are going to divide the inheritance. Her children, his children... They're all going to divide it equally. What Takanat Benin Dekhrin does is, which is written in the Ketubah, is that uh, her children divide her monies of the Ketubah first, and then you divide everything equally. You're not going to split her Ketubah money with his kids. So the Takanat Benin Dekhrin is, in the event that she dies first, and the husband is Yoresh Ketubah, and then the husband dies the money that comes came from her ketubah should be divided amongst her children, mm-hmm. and uh, then everybody else splits the uh, the part uh, equally. Okay. So specific ketubah. No, we're not to what. There's not discussion to specific ketubah here. If she added to specific ketubah and she damaged somebody in echaname, we'd make her sell the option. The discussion of it that she did not mafsid meant she does not mafsid her rights to. In which case, the Gemara says, Which means, just let's say, if she sold her ketubah, let's say, to other people, she is not going to lose the advantage of benin dechrin, which means like this. What did we learn earlier? Takanat usha. Takanat usha taught us, if a lady sells her ketubah to somebody else. Okay? And then let's say she dies. The husband is able to go to the Lekuchot and take the take take it back. And we said the reason why Takanat Usha was instituted was because the Betin understood when a guy gets married, he sees his wife has certain assets. That's why he married her to a certain degree. Uh, in order to, now all of a sudden she's going to go sell these assets, so it's going to cause uh, Eba. So Takanat Usha said she sold him. She saw she was pressed for money, she was pressed for cash, she needed the money, and she sold it. Don't worry. The husband, you're not going to lose out. When she dies, you can go right back to the Lokea. Thank you, I'm going to take this uh, item back. So you would have, now, in that case over there, Halakha says, the Benin Dechrin rule still applies. You might have said, and listen, you saw the Ketubah, so you don't care about Benin Dechrin, you don't care about nothing, which means her children now are still going to benefit from splitting that money when the husband dies. And the other sons cannot say, your mother didn't care about you, or she sold it. So therefore, you're not gonna, why should you get an advantage over, over us? Halakha says, no, when a lady sells her ketubah, because she's pressed for money, she does not lose the advantage of, the children do not lose the advantage of Benin, the Khrin. Similarly, when she sells the ketubah to her husband, when is she going to sell the ketubah to her husband? For example, let's say she damaged the husband. Okay? So he said, what? She sold the uh, tosefet uh, option to the husband. 
Because he was pressed with she had orders to sell the money, which means a lady, let's say, damaged the husband. So what do we say? Yeah, she damaged her. She owes the money to the husband. So she sold the option with the ketubat to the husband, the tosefet part. Okay, now what happened? She died. What happens in the end? Husband Joresh, all this money comes to him now. Okay? So now, he dies eventually. So now you have Benin Dikhrin, you have the other children. So now the other children might come along and they'll say, you know what? Your mother didn't care about the ketubah. She sold it already to, to our father. She, she sold the option already. So therefore, maybe they can have a claim and say, what? We're not giving you any more. You don't deserve any more than us. Kamash Malan. Just like a lady, if she sells a ketubah to somebody else. She doesn't lose Benin Dikhrin options. The children don't lose the Benin Dikhrin options. So too when she sells it to her husband, they don't lose the Benin Dikhrin options. That's all this Braita was discussing over here. That the advantage of Benin Dikhrin is never forfeited. Even if she's, because why? If she's forced to sell it for money, we're not going to take it, take it against the uh, children when eventually they come to inherit. If the other children can't come along and say, well, your mother didn't care about the Ketubah, she sold it. Well, why did she sell it? She needed the money. Why should we now suffer when it's probably coming down the pipe in, uh, in Yerushat to us? Why should we forfeit our uh, situation? Now look at Nashi. She speaks at this whole thing. Look at Nashi. It's a big one over here. Ketubat benin dechrin. Beperek ma'arash in pateta. Benin dechrin. This is written in the Ketubat. Benin dechrin di yeve lechi minai. Right? The, 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 the children, the boys that you're going to have from me. Inun yevin yertun. They are going to inherit... Besides what they're going to inherit on their share, the Im'ahuhon, with their brothers. Which is besides the regular Yerusha that they're going to inherit with their brothers, with their half-brothers, but they're going to get an extra advantage to divide amongst themselves the mother's Ketubah. For example, One Ketubah is bigger than the, the other. So they both died when he was also inherited both Ketubot. Viyarshan. Or let's say one died when he was alive. Viyarsha. Afapikin lo batla ketubah ta etzel baneha. Even though she didn't get a payout, but the ketubah still has an application to gabe her children. Im yeshna ben zakar hemena ushebain lachlok. Banav benechasav achar moto. When the children come now to divide the estate after the father dies, notlin elu ketubat iman veelu ketubat iman. Each one divides the ketubah of their mother first. Dasheir cholkin b'shave. Then they split the rest of the estate equally. Veen yecholin benea kayamet. The lady that's let's say one of them is still alive. Let's say right one died. And now you have one uh, lady that's uh, came in, and then uh, the husband dies. Lomar anu nitol ketubat imenu shei kebaalat hov, which means we're going to take uh, the ketubah of our mother. Veatem altetlu sheen emechem ketubah share baala yarsha. Again, the children. Let's say one of them. Uh, one of them died. Okay, so that money went to the husband. One of the ladies is still alive. And now what? When the husband dies, so the lady gets the ketubah, the one that's alive. So the children of the live lady cannot say, hey listen, your mother never was zokheh to get a ketubah. 
Adrabah, our father inherited it. So therefore, we're going to take our mother's ketubah, because that came to our mother, and uh, regarding uh, the ketubah of your mother, it never went to that you should be Yoresh. It went to our father, and we're going to be Yoresh it equally. They cannot do that. All the ketubah is already protected. Now let's say a case where lady sold the ketubah. Well, we don't take that usha means that once, let's say, uh, she dies, so now the husband is able to go to the lokeya and take the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the field back, whatever she sold. She sold the ksimid log, whatever she sold, able to take the fields back. But her children, and the other sons cannot say, Your mother didn't care about the Ketubah. If she was alive, she would not get paid Ketubah. Which is if the husband died, that Ketubah would have went to that guy. So you see, your mother didn't care about the Nindikhrin. Because she already forfeited it. In this case, it happened to be, uh, she died first. Okay, which is if the husband would have died, what would have happened? The Lokea gets everything. So therefore the other children want to claim, your mother already forfeited Benin Dekhrin. Because she sold the Ketubah to somebody else. When, when, when is the guy going to benefit from this Ketubah? On what side? Option. Option that she died, that, that the husband dies, husband dies, so the Ketubah is supposed to go to the lady, she sold the option to that guy. Happened to me, it didn't work out that way. Happened to me, she died. The deed is what? The husband takes the... Ketubah from that guy. So the other children want to say, hey, we should, we should give you an uh, advantage on the Benin Dekhrin. Your mother was Poshaya on the Ketubah. She was willing to give it up. Can't say that. Mishum the Amri Zuzay and so Because they come along and say, what do you want? Our mother was pressed for money. She needed the money. It's not her fault. She didn't do it uh, 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 for, for stam, uh, um, you know, maliciously. She did it in order to, 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 for, for money. So similarly, just like when a lady sells her ketubah for money, the bidin dikhrin still applies. So too when she's mohel the ketubah to her husband. Let's say she damaged the husband and things like that. So she's mohel the ketubah to tosef to her husband. And now she dies. The other children cannot come along and say, what do I mean? Your mother, uh, uh, she already forfeited the ketubah. They can say, no, she only forfeited it to the husband because uh, she was honest, she was pressed for money. Therefore, when indeed she does die, and husband is your ketubah, then he dies, you split the benin dekhrin accordingly, and then everything else is split separately. Which means, you might have thought to say that once already she sold a little disrespect for the ketubah, in the sense that she sold it to another guy, so now the children of the first uh, husband come along and say, well, you want now, now that it came back to our father, and you want to inherit your mother's ketubah that she was sold, she didn't care about you, because on the, on the side that the husband would have died, you wouldn't get anything. You got zero. The, the ketubah was sold to somebody else. That, no, the Brayt is just saying over here, that the benin dekhrin takana always applies whenever a lady had to sell her ketubah for money. She was anusa, and therefore she was pressed, therefore the deen is the benin dekhrin stays. Comes again and says, Lema takanat usha tanaehi. Okay, let us say that this subject of takanat usha is a... Actual machlok. Let's review Tekanat Usha quickly. That's the case where lady has Nechsem Elog. Nechsem Elog means she has the goof. The husband is the perot. Halakha says normally speak. Without Tekanat Usha, she has the goof. The one that has the goof is uh, controls. She can technically sell it. Uh, what would that mean? 
Once already she dies, that money should go to, to Lokayah. However, Takanat uh, Usha said no, that when she dies, so now the uh, husband can pull it back from the Lokayah. So we want to say that that is indeed a mahluk amongst the Tana'im. Why? Tani Hada Avde Milog. Okay, by the way, besides fields being log, you can have Avadim Milog. She brought Avadim into the marriage. She owns the Avid, and the husband benefits from the Perot, from the work of the Avid. It's called Avdeh Midlog. Avdeh Midlog, Yutzin, Veshen, Ve'ayin, Le'isha. Which means, let's say the lady punched the eye out, or punched the tooth out of the Avid. So the Avid can out, and he goes out free. Ish. But let's say the husband punched the eye out, or the uh, tooth out, does not go free. That's one bright. No matter who hits, and t- knocks out the eye or the, uh, the tooth, the Avid does not go free. Savruha, the government wants to understand the makhlukit. Which means everybody's going to agree that the one that owns the perot does not have rights. The perot is not considered kinyan aguf. If you say perot is kinyan aguf, then that means the husband uh, has, 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 has the ownership. No, the one that has the perot does not own the guf. The one that says the isha, meaning the isha, hits the avid. Uh, the, the Ebed goes out free, let let the kanat usha. And therefore, the kenyan of the perot of the husband cannot hold back what the lady does. Which means, if you don't know takanat usha, that means the one that owns the goof can do whatever he wants. Without takanat usha, the lady can sell it. Without takanat usha, the lady owns the Ebed, right? Knocks the Ebed to that, he'll go free. And the perot of the husband cannot, cannot hold back. And the opinion that says that no matter who knocks out the tooth, David doesn't go out free. Why? She can't, he, he, he can't uh, send them free because he only owns Perot. She can't send them free because she owns the goof and the Takarat Usha puts it back to the husband. So therefore the Mahlogan over here is really based on do you hold the Takarat Usha or not? Gibraltar says, look. I can give you a couple of options differently to explain the bright. How? Brightot. The kulama itu takrat usha. Everybody on takrat usha. So the chaura. How can you say the lady if she knocks out the tooth, the avid goes free? The chaura takrat usha always brings it back to the husband. Elakan kodem takana kan lahat takana. Okay. One bright is talking about before takrat usha. Before takrat usha, the lady knocks the tooth out, go free. After takrat usha, no. Two, two different times in history. I can tell you both bright and one if takrat usha. We eat two takrat usha. Everybody holds the takrat usha. So what's the machlok? Ela lemandam al leisha lo leish. So what's the shita that says that the lady cannot the teeth out the knocks and do that the guy goes free? The guy goes free. What do you mean? What about takrat usha? My tama kederava the amarava hegdesh hamez v'shichrur mafkiin midesh abud. Okay, case that we learned earlier. Let's say a guy let's say owes money. He borrowed money. And he makes, uh, uh, let's say, an animal, apotiki. What's apotiki? He comes up and says, if I don't pay you, apotekae. You could take my shore. Meaning he designated the shore as guaranteed collateral that the malve, uh, in the event that the lovet doesn't pay, the malve can come and take it. Or let's say he made uh, hamitz. He has hamitz, let's say, in his possession. He made it in apotiki. Or he made shahrur, he made his evid. Uh, Kanani, apotiki. What do you do? Hikdesh, Hamet, Veshirur. 
מפקיעים מידי שור. אתה יודע מה הוא יכול לעשות? הוא יכול לעשות את השור הקדש. זה And Rabah says that the husband has a shi'abud on this evid, but shi'arud is able to override the shi'abud. So therefore, that's what, that's what that shi'ta holds. Really, I hold of takarat usha, but I hold that shi'arud of an evid overrides a shi'abud that somebody else has. That's why he says that the isha is able to do such a thing. So the Kabbalah says, Lema de Rabah tana'ehi. Oh, so it comes out what? That's the mahluk in the b'raita. Because one writer says the lady can do it, another writer says no, none of them can do it. So therefore, obviously, all of the shikhrur does not mean mafkia. Which means, really, I'll tell you, generally speaking, everybody holds Rabah's deen, that when I lend money, and I make my ever in a potiki, and then I free him, he's freed. The mahlokan in this case is over here, that the rabbi that says the lady cannot free the evid, holds that in the case of a marriage, the rabbi strengthened the shi'bud of the husband that 
we're not going to allow the ladies freeing to override his, uh, his shi'bud. She's generally speaking out of a marriage, regular loan, and the khanameh. Uh, I make my evid uh, an apoteki, uh, then I come along and free him, that's it, sorry, uh, he's free. The bachlokin in this case is, did they say the same thing when it comes to a marriage? According to one b'raita, no, bottom line, all the husband has on this evid is pedot. He has a shabud. The lady wants to come and free him, no problem. That's Rabbi's deen. Shabud is overridden by a shahrur. The other shita says, yes, generally speaking, yes. But in a marriage, we're going to strengthen the shi'bud of the husband so much that the, shi- that the freedom of the lady is not going to work. So everybody holds of Rava. But the questions that they hold of Rava is principle even in the case where there's a marriage. Good. Another answer, the answer to Blaitot. Oh. Really, I can tell you, both rabbis don't hold of Usha. Oh, let's speak out for a second. They don't hold of Usha. So everybody should say the lady should be able to, to free David. Should go free David. So, says, Oh, the Ma'alok it is, does Kenyan Perot give you the goof? If you know that Kenyan Perot gives you the goof, that's why the lady cannot free David, because really it's by the husband. But if you know that Kenyan Perot is nothing, the one that has the goof is the main one, that's why she can so the Mahalokar over here is, because he can't do it because, and a good question, why can't he do it? If he has the perot, and you know that Kenyan perot is, he should be able to, to free. Why, why did the Tanah, the Blaita say, neither of them can? Good question. So the Gemara says, Ah, but the Blaita, she doesn't say, Kenyan perot, Kenyan aguf, why? It's like, but he doesn't actually have the goof. Okay, okay. And where do we see it? The time, Hamochir Avdol Acher. Okay, guy sold this Eved Kanaani to a guy, another guy. Okay, famous story. Upasak Emo Amenachi Shem Shenu Shoshim Yom. But the deal was, I'm selling it to you, but I got 30 days left to, to, to use them. So basically, he sold the goof to the guy, and he's keeping perot for 30 days. Rishon Yeshno Bedin Yom O Yomaim Shehu Tatav. Okay, let's review the law of Yom O Yomaim. Regular law outside of Eved Kanaani. Guy hits somebody. The guy dies. <laughs> Let's say the guy dies as a result of the Makkah two days later. It doesn't matter. He dies one week later. Bottom line, eventually if the guy dies, but the law of Eved Kanaani is different. It says that damage the Eved. Uh, if he dies within one or two days, any time after one or two days, Ach, the language is Ach im yom o yomayim ya'amod He gets up No you can't ki kaspohu Finish So there's a two day window Legabe and Evan Kena'ani Oh, so now the question is like this The guy sold this Evan Kena'ani to guy He kept him up for 30 more days So the guy that kept him for 30 days The law of yom o yomayim applies to him Meaning if he hit him in the interim And uh, he died after two days, you can't kill that guy. Even though he only has perot. 
Even though he only has work, the goof really owns two sabbaths. Which means you could argue and say, listen, you only have perot, he's a regular guy to you. Therefore, if you hit him, I don't care when he dies, you're going to be hayab mitah. So the dean of the Vraita says, no, that what? Because Baba is by me, therefore fine. Kasabar, what does he hold? Obviously, the shita. Kinyan perot, kinyan aguftame. He must hold that the one that has the perot is like the kinyan on the goof, and therefore it's like, a regular, it's like his ibid. Therefore, the yomu yomayim will apply. The Yudaome, sheni, yesh no bedin yomu yomayim, ipteshu kaspo. The Yudas is the opposite. The law of yomu yomayim applies to the, to the second guy who bought it. Why? Because he must hold that the guy that has the perot does not hold the goof, and the guy that has the goof is the ikar, and therefore the deen of Yom Yomayim is going to apply to the one that bore him. No, that's an next shita. Which is going to be lenient on both opinions. Both of them have the deen of Yom Yomayim. Why? Listen, this guy, because he has the perot. And that guy, because he has the goof. Well, make up your mind, Rabbi Yosef. What do you hold in the law of goof and perot? You know what he holds? Mesafkele. He has a safek. Kenyan perot, iki kenyan a goof tameh, ilam kenyan a goof Therefore, safek nefashon lakil. I'm not going to kill a guy on a safek. Which means, maybe the perot is the ikar. Therefore, I have to be lenient. I have to give him the yom yomayim rule. If the guy dies three days later, I'm not going to treat him like a regular guy. I'm going to treat him like an Ebi but maybe the goof is the ikar. So I can't kill that guy either. I got to give him the Yomu Yomayim rule as well. You see, the Yomu Yomayim rule saves the murderer. So therefore, I'm a supak. Supak, safek, and therefore uh, go both ways. And the Bidi Ezer goes the other way. Foshitote. The Bidi Ezer Omer, Shnehem enam bedim Yomu Yomayim. Like both of them, you treat him like a regular guy. Zeh, levi she'enu tahtav. Which means the second guy, it's because he's not, he's not by him. He doesn't, he doesn't have him. And the guy that's working him, it's because he doesn't, doesn't own him. He only owns the pedo, which means both of them do not own the uh, Ravid. Right? So if you hit him, you treat him like a regular guy. And therefore, even if he dies three days later, no <coughs> say. So they basically have four shitot over here. Okay, what's the logic over here of the Bili Ezid? So it says, Amar Kera, Ki Kaspohu. And Torah gives the Yom Yomayim rule. It says, the reason why you have Yom Yomayim, because it is his asset. Okay? Kaspohu. So he's doing this. Kaspoh Miyuhad Lo. It's got to be yours alone. Miyuhad. Once already is somebody else involved, there's no deed of Yom Yomayim. It's got to be Kaspoh Miyuhad. Okay, so bottom line, what do we see over here? Fantastic Mahlok, did be in the do we say Kenyan Perot gives you the Kenyan Aguf or not? That's what Indeed, it's a machlokan amongst the Tanaim. Keman Azad Amar Amemor. We have a statement of Amemor. Ish Isha. Okay. Shemachru ben Nixem Midlog. Lo Asu Velo Kenum. Okay, have a husband and a wife. Together, collectively, they saw the Nixem Midlog. Let's review. Nixem Midlog is the Perot belongs to the husband and the lady owns the Goof. The Kabbalah says, if they collectively sell it, the sale is not binding. Who's that going like? Came on to be the Isaac. Why? Because the Bili says, they both can kill they both, they, they both, they both do not have a full Kenyan on it. She, no, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter, but they both do not have a, a full, it's got to be miyuhad. it's got to be, to, to give the rights to sell, it's got to be totally belonging to one. <laughs> because according to the other she taught, 
Either you hold perot, or one has the perot has the right to sell it. Or you hold guf, or one has the guf has the right to sell it. But if you say both of them do not have the right to sell it, that means because Jordan has to be miyuhad to one of them, and since this one owns the perot, one owns the guf, therefore the sale is not going to be considered a sale. Now again, this is talking about over here, for example, Shemach uh, Sumer, you sold an Evid. You sold an Evid, an Evid Melog. Mechsem Melog means an Evid Melog. Lo asu velo kelum, on the bottom Rashi. She'eno lo nazeh velo nazeh. Now, ve'im met ehad mehem, oh, if one of them died, so ze'an nish'ar motzi mideh ha'lekuchot. So, so then the, the, uh, the other one would be able to take it out of the lekuchot, meaning that that's the way that she's learning that, that, that it's not a sale. Which is, nafkamina, they sold it to this guy. Okay, they sold it. It's a sale's a sale. But not fair enough, one of them dies now, the other one can go to the lekuchot and take it back. Ve'lodamu l'shutafin de'alma. It's different than partners. They had them In partners, I own fifty percent full ownership of the Ever on fifty percent, and you own full ownership of the Ever on fifty percent. Perot by goof. That's different. But shaken here, I own the perot of it, and you own the goof of it. So in that case over there, you're not be able to sell it. That's according to the B in the eyes. Look at what he says over there. Shekeshem. It's not considered miyuhad, not to this guy, Okay. Comes the Gemara and says, next story. Who's following this blight? Who's the author of this blight? Mishat Shu Ebed Shu Ben Chorin. Okay, it's Hef. Hef Ebed Hef Ben Chorin. How could you ever be that? Let's say you had an Ebed of uh, two partners. One guy freed him, one guy didn't. Okay. Or an Ebed has two partners. En Yutzin Berashe Ebarim Sheinam Chosdim. Does not go out with the she'evarim she'em chazim. Normally, not only shed the ayin, he goes out. Any of the twenty-four limbs that do not regenerate, the dealing of the eved goes free. So, who's the author of this brayta that says, guys, half half, or he's a partner? There's partners on the eved. He does not go out with the she'evarim. Why? Doesn't it be the answer all that generally speaking the law of Evet Kanani has to be Kaspo Miyuhad? Which is the law of going out free with Rashe Evarim is Dafka when it's owned by one specific person or it's owned in totality by one person. But over here it's not Miyuhad, over here it's uh, half free, half uh, um, Evet. Or over here it's owned by two partners. So therefore the deen is what? Yeah, we're comparing the deen of Yom Yomayim, that it's got to be miyuhad to one person, to the deen of uh, going up with Hashem Ibarim. That it's got to be miyuhad to one person. Now you have to say over this partnership is not a regular partnership. Because it was a regular partnership, each guy owns the whole thing. Guf and Perot. You have to say the partnership was this guy owns the Guf, this guy owns the Perot. Because it was a regular partnership, then everybody owns the full of the 
We're full of the half. So therefore the deen is to hadush of Rabbi Ezer. Okay, continue. We go to the next Mishnah. Amen. Amen.